0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Elevating Mind, Body, Soul, with your host, Berlin Amory. The intention for this podcast is to create a safe space for us to learn, grow, and feel us alone. I'm here to motivate, empower, and guide you through your human experience as we embark on this journey together. We'll dive into personal development, holistic wellness, spirituality, and so much more. So stay tuned and keep elevating. Hello everyone and welcome to Elevating Mind, Body, Soul with your host, Berlin Amory. It has been a cool minute since I have recorded an episode and, you know, life just happens. Um, I'll give you a quick little update. I switched jobs. I'm not in school at the moment, currently taking a break and just trying to catch up. Um, My birthday just passed, so that kind of gave me the idea to make this episode and the reason why is because I just turned 26 years old (laughs) and I'm still in my 20s, basically. And 26 hit different. It just feels different. And I have a friend here with me today and he has known me since I was like 17 years old, so we've both seen each other grow. And I asked him how did he feel turning 26 And we both had the similar sense and feeling of it just feels different. And I wanted to bring him on the episode today so we can have two different perspectives of what being in your 20s is like. Things that we're learning during this time of our life because I don't know about you, but there have been so many times where I feel like I'm lost. Or I'm on the right path, but then something happens and then I get confused and it's just like this whole damn cycle. So today I have a very special friend and he is great. <laughs> and I don't know how else to introduce him, but yeah, he's just his name is Freddie and welcome Freddie to Elevating.
1: Thank you for having me. <laughs>
0: If you hear us giggling and stuff, this is our first time recording anything together. So we're both kind of nervous, but I feel like this is also practice for me to have a guest on and what better way than to have someone that I trust and I know.
1: Absolutely. I'm not professional at this at all. So I'm a little nervous.
0: Yeah. Like we're both in the house in his bedroom and the AC is on but I'm still sweating because Mm -hmm. I'm so fucking nervous right now.
1: I started sweating.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty then, so talking about today's episode, but hold on, before we get into the episode, I always like to start the episode with a couple of cleansing breaths, just to kind of ground us, get us in the flow, so we can just be open to receiving whatever is meant for us, so let's do that together. Alright, so you can either close your eyes, keep them open. I mean, if you're driving, keep them open because I don't want you to crash or anything. So, yeah. Alright, let's take one inhale in. And out. Another one in. And out. Last one in. And out,
1: okay. yeah, I feel better. <laughs> I need right. to let it out.
0: Yeah, so, um, the today's episode title is still a work in progress, but basically, we're talking about quarter life lessons. And if you don't know what a quarter life lesson is, basically, a quarter is 25, so just You know, things that we've learned in our 25 years or just in our 25th year. And I have a couple of notes here to help guide us throughout this podcast episode. But, you know, whatever comes into mind, whatever comes out, it's what's meant to come out. So, we will start with the first one, being... So, being in your 20s can make you feel lost... And being afraid of the unknown can happen. But that's where you start to form faith in the universe. So, Freddie, do you feel like being in your 20s, you've kind of experienced something like
1: that? Yeah, definitely. I would say in my earlier 20s is when I was, like, most lost. Arguably now, even though, like, hitting 26 definitely felt like a big change, I feel a little more, uh, I guess, in control of what I'm, like, dealing with now being in my 20s I felt like I didn't have control of my life that much and it was very like I was just kind of going with what I was supposed to do or what I felt like I was supposed to do but now I'm kind of like getting into a flow with myself so I'm kind of like finding what I actually want to do what makes me happy what keeps me going what keeps me motivated
0: so you're not going with what society and everyone else is telling you to do you're starting to feel more like in
1: tune with your own intuition yeah yeah definitely and it kind of just happened like very quickly like very abruptly because I did feel lost for like a long time like very just like what am I gonna do you know what am I doing with myself Mm -hmm. because originally I was gonna go to the military but since I never did that there was a part of me that was just like so what is it now like what's the purpose what am I like looking for but with writing recently that's like one of those discoveries that I was just like holy shit I never knew that that was A big part of like my inner self because I never even tried writing before like that was artistically I was a drawer I wasn't a writer so I was kind of like that was like a very shocking like revelation
0: that's crazy isn't it Mm. crazy how like I can kind of I can honestly relate to that because growing up I always thought oh I'm gonna be a psychologist because that's how I'm gonna help people Mm. but then you know life just happens and I thought how am I gonna help people and then I found the coaching industry, the health and wellness stuff and I was just like, damn, like that's really cool and I never would have seen myself doing what I'm doing now or even attempting to do it but I think that's also the beauty of it all is like I have you heard of that thing where it's like when you make life when you make plans show God and he'll change it or something like that? I think so. Yeah, like I feel like when we have plans for ourselves or anything it doesn't really go the way we want it to go yeah definitely that
1: i can relate to (laughs) i feel like it's something else that i've also learned that can also piggyback on this
0: too is like when you make plans it doesn't always really fall through the way you want it to
1: but i don't always necessarily see that as like it shouldn't always be a negative thing yeah like sometimes it's one of the most beautiful things about life it's just like you plan for something and then something else happens but I've learned to now kind of live more in the moment and let those things just like, okay, so this is what we're doing now. Like, even though I obviously didn't plan for this, I didn't expect that to happen, but this is what we're doing, so.
0: Yeah, like, embracing the change. Mm -hmm. I think that's another lesson is basically to embrace the change that life throws at
1: you. Oh, yeah, because I would say by now at 26, I would say even, like, outside life, like society and the way things are changing constantly, you really have to adapt and just be accepting of change because if you're stuck in your ways you're gonna be miserable life constantly moves on with or without you like
0: definitely because i know for myself change has always been something that's hard for me to accept but i know it's there but i feel like when you get older you just kind of like what you said basically you you just learn to accept it you 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 adapt you Mm -hmm. learn to adapt with it because, I mean, I don't think anyone expected anything from what happened with the pandemic. Oh, yeah, no. And that was, like, a huge change for everyone. But the fact that we were all able to just adapt to it mm-hmm. and then come out of it, it's like, okay, so how can I take that lesson and put it into the other things in my life that are changing and I can change with it in a positive way, not necessarily a negative way?
1: Mm-hmm. I felt like there was some takeaways from the pandemic, too. Like, even just simple hygiene. That probably stepped up a bit. Like, oh, definitely people wash their hands more or more like, I don't know if I want to share a drink with just anyone. Like
0: Yeah, especially when you go out. Yeah. remember how we would just go to a rave and then you would just be like hey you want some of this yeah
1: like a random person just handed me a drink one time while i'm walking by and I took yeah. a sip i'm like yeah and then i'm like oh wait yeah. what is this exactly. like <laughs>
0: you're more aware of oh shit wait um
1: yeah maybe i shouldn't just be doing things yeah yeah
0: okay what well speaking of like t- takeaways that you've gotten throughout the pandemic what's like a takeaway that you've got throughout the pandemic mm.
1: afterwards Arguably, just enjoying, like, going out to doing anything, really. Not even just, like, like big events with a lot of people. Just anything. Because, honestly, the pandemic had us locked in the house way too goddamn long. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I enjoy just being outdoors, mostly. That makes sense. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I think I can understand that, too. Because, I mean, you're more out- out- outdoorsy than yeah. I am. Not,
1: like, an event thing, but, like, outdoorsy. Yeah. Because yeah, I noticed that... Just being in nature.
0: Yeah and it's good for you like i learned that (laughs) being out in nature is really grounding and i don't know about you but sometimes i like to step in the backyard barefoot and it makes me feel Mm. more like grounded in a way
1: i I don't know how this is gonna sound like cliche but i actually enjoy touching trees like the whole tree hugging thing like (laughs) bro climbing a tree is one of the most satisfying feelings like putting your hands on a tree and then just like I'm like, ah, the life you get out of this (laughs) thing. (laughs) Dude,
0: I have never hugged a tree, but one time I was like doing a little jog. You did this before? Yeah. I was, I don't know why, but I was like, I looked at this tree and I just went up to it and I put my hand on it. What tree? It's like you know that passageway. No, I've done that. Me, really? Yeah, that's the why I always
1: kind of like because the, the one
0: where we go running.
1: Yeah, like towards Barrel Park. Yeah. Yeah. So on my way there, that little that little sidewalk trail. One yeah, time, yeah, yeah, I stopped yeah. at a tree. It was like.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it okay. might be the
1: same tree, bro. That tree's got. That
0: tree's got power. Bro. Yeah,
1: it's it be calling. <laughs> <laughs> it's like come to me, my child. Basically,
0: basically. Okay, that's a that's a little okay. Yeah. Universe, we see you. Okay. <laughs> so on to the next one um let's see another lesson that i put down is go at your own pace you don't have to work as hard as every everyone else at the expense of your own mental health or well-being just work everyone works in different ways and for me the reason why that came up is because i know so many people in my life that are already done with school onto their next degree onto their like business whatever and ever since I've been little I've always felt like oh I have to work just as hard as everyone else I have to do this I have to do that but I don't work well that way I just don't I have my own things that I need to take care of like my mental health and I knew that I need I learned at a pretty young age that that comes first before everyone else or everything else. Because if that's not in check for me, if my health and wellness isn't in a good place, then how can I expect to perform in the other things that I want to do well in? Mm-hmm. Like, I can't expect, I, ooh, I applaud all the people that are full-time students, full-time workers, studying and doing all these things. Like, y'all are hustlers. I just don't hustle that way. (laughs) Like, I just don't. I can't do that. And it's not that I can't, it's just I know that I don't work that way. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I could if I wanted to, but that just, thinking about that brings me so much more stress and anxiety. And that's something that I'm not trying to feel, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't know how you feel about that. Like, what do you think?
1: I feel like there's like a reasonable balance when it comes to like, Taking in responsibilities and stress, like obviously in general, we're always gonna have some. We need it to keep us going, but definitely not to overwhelm yourself and you know put yourself in that situation. I learned that too. Like I have my own pace when it comes to the way I do things or when I do things. Like timing is key for me. It's yeah. not like and arguably I do like to do things random too. Yeah. Like I don't like to prepare all the time because yeah. for me like that stresses me out. I think I told you this before, but it stresses me out when I'm thinking about, okay, I have this thing coming up and I have to do this tomorrow and then, oh my God, next week I have this planned and ins- instead I like to just be in the moment and be like, oh shit, that's today? Let's do it. All right, that's like, what you and I differ though. Yeah, because for me, the stress of knowing that something's com- coming builds more anxiety for me. And I, I've i learned, because obviously I've never had like someone to tell me that I have anxiety or anything, like any kind of diagnosis, but I've learned with myself that I have moments of anxiety when I'm stressing about thinking of doing something Mm. as opposed to just doing it. If I'm just thrown into the moment, I kind of react and I'm a little quicker, more on my feet, faster. Yeah.
0: Mm. I mean, that's cool, though. I wish I could do that because I can't. Like, I'm always – that's something that literally has kept me up at night is I look at my schedule. I'm like, oh, shit, what do I got to do next week? How can I make my time for next week? But I learned that I need to just focus on either tomorrow or this week. And just leave it at that. And whatever happens, happens. And whatever I could change, I could change. And whatever I can't, you know, so be it.
1: Yeah. See, for me, like, with this podcast, for instance, if I had known some of the subjects that we were going to talk about, I probably have like blanks right now i wouldn't even be like even though i would have prepared and i would have thought it over and i would have been like this is what i'm probably going to want to say when the moment comes the anxiety would be too high for all of that oh okay and i would forget all of it i wouldn't even have anything to say and i'd be like dude i had so much ready and like i'm sitting here just like quiet like i can't think of anything was the anticipation of you
0: knowing like oh shit i have to do this
1: yeah the anticipation is what makes everything like hard for me but once i'm in the moment it's a lot easier that's why like right now it's it's easier to talk about these things because i don't know what we're talking about oh, so, so it's like, like the,
0: the the surprise of it all it kind of like helps you to stay calm in a
1: way mm-hmm. i think it had to do with uh in school i never liked doing homework and i never liked doing classwork but i love tests i love the stress of it like the you need to answer right now and it needs to be good it needs to be right like you know like that little bit of stress was always like all where right, i yeah. where i thrived <laughs>
0: Here's a little backstory that y'all don't need to know about, but I'm just going to tell you. We went to high school together, and he would literally not study for shit for any of our exams. And I was the one studying, (laughs) and he would still get a way better score than me. And that would piss me off, but he's just always been that way.
1: Oftentimes, 100%. Yeah, okay, whatever.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, so... I guess you can either be like him where the element of surprise works for you, but you can also be like me in the sense that having something that can prepare you can also help you to work at a specific pace. Whatever works for you basically.
1: Yeah, by like your quarter life point, I feel like you should know what works for you. That's yeah. like a good learning point. Like you're 25 years, you're kind of figure it out because people are telling you to do it at this pace. Mm. you're trying to keep up with your peers. trying to do this or maybe you're going past your peers and you're like what the fuck like am i different either way you figure it out and then by the time you hit like you know your 25 area you kind of know what your pace is how you learn how you adapt yeah how you deal with things yeah
0: definitely because like for example when it comes to school i felt like i had to take a full load Mm. to get to where i want to be but when i would do that I would end up not doing so well in my classes. But then when I would only take a couple of classes, maybe like one or two, it gave me enough time to really focus on those things and do my best in those. And I didn't have to work at the same pace as everyone else. Like, you know, it it just kind of worked out that way.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: So, all right, that was good, that was good. (laughs) All right, next one is uh, kind of a piggyback to what we yeah, were saying. Kind of is, piggybacks on that. You are not behind. Your journey is different than everyone else's. Oof. It's weird because I, I know I wrote all of these, but rereading them again is like, oh shit, I wrote that? <laughs> <laughs> like, damn. Alright, so, how do you feel on that topic?
1: Uh, I would say that kind of like relates to the previous thing that we were saying, which is just each person, by the time you hit 25, you kind of learn the way... You experience life the way your journey is, and I honestly found that with me, kind of like what I was saying earlier, I tend to like living in the moment as opposed to planning things out too much. But I still do have my game plans, like, I'm more of a long term planner, but I like to live in the moment. Okay, so like, I have my goal for like 10 years from now, this is where I need to be, but how I get there, I'm not like. The type of person that's like oh i need to have this done within the next month if i don't have that then my whole lifelong plan is ruined and yeah. i failed at life you know what i mean like i kind of still like don't know where i want to generally be but like how i get there i still need to be reactive in that sense because if i plan it it's going to stress me out too much mm. and again what i was saying is like i tend to get blanks when i'm put in a situation where i'm planning but it's coming and i'm stressing out as opposed to just being thrown in it like once i'm thrown in there i very good at that like that's that's where I thrive do you ever feel
0: like you're behind though oh yeah yeah. feel that way in general
1: yeah I've had that feeling before but I think that stems from mm, the way I've grown up like just my family it's always felt like we were behind I feel like coming from Oakland you kind of have that feeling in general like Oakland's fucking 10 years behind in every aspect it's when you grow up in the ghetto it's definitely you're behind really yeah Like, bro, even fashion tends to be, like, somewhat behind. Like, bro, I moved out here to L.A., and I was just like, what is skinny jeans? (laughs) Like, we're baggy pants. We're long t-shirts. Like, what is this? (laughs) Yeah.
0: You're like, oh, I'm behind in that aspect. I
1: started wearing medium-sized shirts in sixth grade. Mm -hmm. Because in fifth grade, I felt like I was weird because I had long-ass shirts, and I was, like, the only guy. It was me and and my brother, because we were, like, obviously both from Oakland. So then I bought a medium shirt. I remember in, like, sixth grade, that was the first time I, I was like, let me go down a shirt size so I look like everybody else. And I've been wearing mediums ever since. <laughs>
0: Damn. So, like... And skinny jeans. For some reason, the question of change, again, comes up for that, because you brought up you coming from Oakland and stuff. Mm-hmm. How did you adapt to that change when you came, like...
1: I think I was lucky enough to to be young enough to adapt to the change quicker. It sucked for sure. I honestly hated it. I can imagine. Yeah, it was it was bad, but um, I think for me, like, I was young enough to just you know make new friends really quickly. Yeah. So that worked out in my favor, and I was put in like advanced or honors classes. So school was like. It was like a hate and love for it because yeah. like. I liked the enjoyment of having, like, sh- like harder subjects. Mm-hmm. But then I just never liked school in general. So there was that. But I felt like I adapted well. My brother, I've, I'm not too sure about. But I think for him, he had football. So that was one of those things that helped him. So you
0: guys had something to help through yeah. the changes and stuff? hmm Okay. I feel like that's something that you can still keep with today is, like, have... Like, for example, like, when it comes to grounding, I'm really struggling with that at the moment because i'm here and i'm over there and i don't have like a solid foundation for myself at the moment but knowing that i have certain things in my life that i do kind of helps with the changes Mm. i don't know if that makes any sense
1: yeah no definitely you you need like structure in a sense to help yourself feel stable Yeah.
0: (laughs) yeah um oh But kind of to touch a little bit more on the not behind and on your journey thing, Um, the reason why I even put that is because, like, um, I always felt like I was behind. Like, when I was in 8th grade, I chose to stay (laughs) and do another year of 8th grade because I felt like I wasn't ready for high school yet. I lacked a lot academically, and I wanted to prove to myself, like, no, I could do it this time, but did I know? But... (laughs) Um, also, when I ended up moving to Options, which is the school that I met you at, mm-hmm. um, I basically had to start my whole freshman year again and start all over. And it made me feel really behind.
1: We both were in that same boat. Really? So, yeah. I, I had started pretty much my freshman year f- again because I had failed in Every single High school, yeah. yeah. The thing with that, though, and I felt like this really again, goes back to the you're at your own pace thing and you're not behind is I definitely felt like I was behind Mm -hmm. but I always knew I was way more advanced than the average person. Mm -hmm. Like, I was smarter than the average person. You remember my high school exit exam like almost perfected it. That being said, all that academic smarts got me nowhere when it came to me working at a certain pace. Me trying to work at other people's pace just wasn't working for me. So no matter how smart I was, I feel like even if you understand the subject or you don't, you still have to work at your own pace. Like, you have to find that, the thing that you move at, like, that pace that you move at. You know what I mean? Because, like, for me, it just didn't matter. Like, even if I was super smart, I just hated it. Like, it wasn't, I wasn't working at my pace. But when I got into options, it worked with me. And it made me work with the school. And then I was actually going for my own sake. Like, I remember high school was really bad for me. I kind of dropped out at one point. My dad got me into options. He forced me into it. So I was going because I was doing that thing that a kid does. You have to go to school. Yeah. Your parents make you go to school, so you're going to school. And then once I started going into options, I really enjoyed it. Obviously, I hit 18, and from there, I never had to. I could have chosen to not go to school if I didn't want to, but yeah. it became a choice, so 100%. Like, I was like, no, I'm doing this like at my pace. This is working. Sometimes I would get a little behind. My teachers get on me a little bit here and there, like yeah. hurry up, but it yeah. worked, it worked. I didn't
0: know that. Mm-hmm. I just thought, I mean, I I knew you were going to finish, but, like, I did ask myself, like, bro, he's way smarter than me. Like, we could have done it at the same time. Yeah. But I know at the, at the same time, like, I had different goals and ideas for myself at the time, and I know for you then, it was military, mm-hmm. and I don't know.
1: See, I never looked at school as a reason for me to like need it i was like yeah i know i need a high school diploma but i was like i'm not gonna do anything academically like i wanted to go to the military that was the goal so i was like i don't really need anything more than a high school education for that and i already know i'm smarter than the average high schooler (laughs) so i was like this is like redundant so i didn't care for it Not,
0: not to like not to toot his horn or anything but he really was he was really gifted academically he even got a lot of opportunities from schools and scholarships so when he says that he was gifted like he really means it he really was like that's kind of insane um damn yeah I feel like if it wasn't damn when you think about it a lot of things happen during your high school that kind of trickle down into like your upcoming years Mm -hmm. like for me when it came to school it was implemented in my head that I don't have any other choice but to continue going to school. Like, going to college was the only option. And I did it for everyone else, and I didn't do it for myself. And I feel like that's another lesson that I've learned is never do things that you really don't want to do for other people. Like, do it for you, because one or the other thing can end up happening. Like, you can either hate it, and you do... You don't even want to do it or, I don't know, like, something happened. That's what
1: happened with me. Like, school became something I hated. And as someone who obviously was really smart, it shouldn't have been that way. Like, I could have been thriving in an academic environment, but I hated every aspect of it. Going forward, I'm, like, 26 now and I'm over here writing and yeah. I'm like damn if I had known about this if I had found this when I was a kid and I would have been like put into creative writing classes and things like that and I would have been like holy yeah. shit I maybe would have discovered a whole other aspect to life but yeah. so yeah definitely you got to like find the thing that works for you it's not always going to happen early on but yeah. I mean
0: I mean I didn't discover anything that I yeah. did That's why I these are know. quarter life lessons yeah, <laughs> Basically I mean yeah I think that's another thing that I've learned is put yourself out there discover new things get out of your comfort zone you know there's so much out there for you to learn and discover that if you don't put yourself in those situations or just try Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you're not really going to be able to expand your mind or just your surroundings
1: yeah i feel like that's something as adults we don't do enough which is like learning something new like learning new things like new skills not even skills but maybe just something fun to do new activities just keeping it fresh because like as a kid you sit there and like you have to try everything for the first time growing up everything it's like okay maybe I want to try drawing maybe I want to try knitting I want to try this you know I want to try a sport dance yeah Yeah, exactly like Jose got me into rock climbing recently but it's Mm -hmm. like you got to keep trying new things as you get older you still have to find like you know what? Maybe I want to take a pottery class, mm-hmm. like you were talking about. Something like that. Like, I feel like that as adults, we don't do enough. Like, we don't prioritize new things because we're stuck in our like daily life situation. Where it's like, okay, I gotta work, I gotta school, I have responsibilities and anything. And it's like, no, like, yeah. try something new and fun for yourself. I think that reignite tells- that life inside. You know? Yeah,
0: definitely. I like what. Yeah, I like what you said because I think about the fact that I think that's why people have hobbies you know oh yeah it's not necessarily to make money but i mean if you can great but mm-hmm. it's more like just to try something new and if you like it great it could become a hobby and if you don't all right there's always something new like with you and rock climbing mm-hmm. you would have never known unless like someone took
1: you mm-hmm. and, and he tricked me into going Really? <laughs> yeah, because like he had asked me multiple times, like, "Hey, you want to go rock climbing?" I was like, "Yeah, maybe one day. Sure, I'll try it some other time." Blah blah blah, putting it off always. Yeah. And then one day he's just like, "What are you doing right now?" I was like, "Uh, nothing." It's like, "Let's go rock climbing." And I was like, "Ah!" <laughs> <That's> that. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> that. <laughs> you got me with the first question. You're not doing nothing. <laughs> I mean, hey, the the it side, was really a blessing. Like it was because a year, year and some months later, I'm still hitting it regularly. Yeah.
0: Alright then so on to the next one um wow um make mistakes and learn from them yeah i made a lot i'm still probably gonna keep making more and more oh
1: absolutely i think that's like the best thing to do though because honestly when you don't make mistakes you you're not gonna learn because even if you sit there and you because i'm a big observer so i like to learn from other people's mistakes and things like that but no matter what it's not the same as personal life yeah. experience. Like uh-huh. It gives you a good outside perspective and you're like, okay, maybe I don't want to do that. You know what I mean, uh-huh. I don't want to fail that way. You learn from certain people and seeing the way that they maybe mess up in certain aspects, but definitely you're never gonna learn the same as failing on your own, actually trying, getting off your butt and being like, okay, I gotta do this again, you know?
0: Yeah, I uh, Getting mean, back
1: on the horse. Yeah, <laughs> even
0: with this, what was it? to calling it quits for today because i couldn't get the, the <laughs> mics working I'm not gonna lie yes but then i knew that this is part of the process like mm-hmm. these are the little mistakes that we make throughout the process of doing something that you just learn from it i just learned how to do something new today on my computer mm-hmm. so if it wasn't for that i wouldn't have known something new but what are some let's get a little deep here what are some mistakes that you feel like you've learned from that have basically helped you especially now that we're getting older
1: so one of my biggest mistakes i've learned is ironically trying so hard to not make mistakes yeah that's my one of my biggest issues and i am a huge perfectionist and i've learned that my fear of failure is probably my biggest failure because it keeps me from trying too many things it keeps me from doing things because i'm like no if i want to do something even when it comes to cooking you've seen me Mm. it's hard for me to try a new recipe if i don't make it right that's why you guys always like oh when you make something new it almost always comes out perfect the first Mm. time that's a sense of my like need for perfection i won't feel accomplished i'll feel so like ugh, if i made something and it came out like crap but i i understand i need to start accepting that as like a part of the process, a part of the growth process, it's like, you gotta have a little bit of failure here and there, but I, I have, like, such a fear of that, that I feel like that's my biggest mistake, is just, like, not letting myself make those mistakes more frequently, so I can learn more, you know? Do you
0: feel like those fears, like, have stopped you from doing something else, or something different, outside of cooking?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely, I've been told to, like, get involved in acting modeling things like that and it's like i've always wanted to because i'm like i'm pretty but then <laughs> hey, gotta yourself up, yeah like. i mean i literally one time when i was working at 7-eleven i had a guy like give me his card telling me like dude seriously like hit me up like you can get like we can fly you out blah 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 i couldn't do it like it's it's that little bit of fear of like yeah. the failure it's just like uh oh, no what if i get there and it's just like it i'm a disaster <laughs> no. yeah i get
0: that yeah, yeah definitely get that I I think for me when it comes to fear I let it consume me too much like the fear of not succeeding mm-hmm. not doing the things that I would like to do or just things like that but wow, well, I'm like processing what you said because mm-hmm. it's really interesting I think that's another thing that I've learned is you think you know someone, but then when you sit down and really talk to them, you learn so much more about them. And I feel like that's what's going on right now. Besides mm. like talking about these lessons is um, get really getting to know you. And that's something that I feel like everyone should do because I feel like we all just go on with our daily lives and we don't think about other people's emotions and what they're going through or what they've been through. Mm. And sometimes we can even lack kindness from that.
1: And empathy, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, you drive down the road and a guy cuts you off and you just want to kill him. But it's like, (laughs) let's be real here. We all have journeys and shit. It's like sometimes you got to really think back. Like, hey, man, what is he going through? (laughs) Why do I want to kill this guy just because he cut me off? Like, maybe maybe he has a reason. (laughs) I mean,
0: the other day we learn about people, the more we sit down and talk to them, spend quality time connecting
1: with a person yeah and i feel like emphasizing quality time is important because you can sit there and go out with your friends all the time and hang out all the time but you don't know the real them like for me for instance you know me i have a lot of like different personalities when i'm with different people yeah. and i don't know if that's just like another one of my weird like attributes or something but like i've always been like that if i hang out with jocks i'm a jock mm-hmm. i'm a very sports guy mm-hmm. if i'm with nerds i'm a nerdy guy so I feel like we do need to take those times to actually like have a deeper conversation with friends at times so you can actually learn a little more about them.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, we have, speaking on friends, something that I've learned because we can kind of touch on this a little bit more. How were your friendships like growing up?
1: So for me, friendships has always been a weird one because growing up, I always felt like I had so many friends right like i had a lot like everybody loved me everybody gravitated towards me a lot of groups a lot of group of friends were like oh my god it's freddie yeah i
2: remember
1: and (laughs) yet i never felt like i had a true like really close friends because like all these people felt like they were closer to each other than they were to me like i was put on a weird like oh that's that guy that's that cool guy that's Mm freddie but it was never like anyone was close enough to me to get to know me so i was always kind of like a little lonely, even though I was, like, the most popular guy at school. I was kind of like, yeah, I'm Freddie. <laughs> but, like, y'all don't know me, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So that was my issue. It was very weird at school, because it was just, like, imagine being, like, the most popular guy. But then you're just like, I don't feel like I'm friends with any of you guys, like, truthfully. Like, I'm just kind of like, that's why, I, like, at lunch, I just went around. Like, I always hung out with everybody. Like, I spent a little bit of time with everybody. But when I did that, I would always notice the same groups like i'm hanging out with this group for like five ten minutes they love me they were having a great time Mm -hmm. but then like i'd leave eventually because like that group was like a little family you know that was a group of friends that was their thing yeah
0: their click
1: exactly and i could see them every day and they welcomed me but they were always like a little family together and it's like i didn't have that so i was always just going around
0: so how do you feel about friendships now
1: Now, it's, I mean, it's a little different for me. I have, like, a family sense of friendship, so. (laughs) Yeah, so it's not, like, uh, I do feel like I should probably just be open to making friends more as an adult. Yeah. That's one of the things I don't really try hard enough at. Like, at work recently, this lady was telling me, like, so you don't like making friends or something? I was just like, no, no, it's not that. I was like, I actually had to explain to her. I was like, it's literally that, like, I just don't go out of my way to really make friends but if someone actually makes conversation or even says anything to me like I don't mind holding a conversation with a complete stranger about anything that
0: fear base, bro. Yeah, <laughs> that's just fear talking
1: yeah it's it's a fear of rejection like I don't want to talk to someone and they're just like uh why are you talking to me you know Yeah. so I never ever make the first move but the minute someone talks to me I'm never like even if they are sometimes weird cause I know some people can be like weird when it comes to socializing so maybe they're awkward and they say something just awkward i'm not like uh get away from me freak like i i don't mind talking to a person who's awkward i'm like yo what's up like this is entertaining this is cool like i wouldn't do it myself so I, I think it's a part of me that like commends them for even just talking to a complete stranger so i'm like yo dude let's talk is that what you guys
0: say that i'm bubbly sometimes
1: yeah because you can talk to complete strangers <laughs> i've never been able to do that like it's very rare if i ever told like a complete stranger like yo i like your shirt <laughs> yeah. oh
0: okay yeah the reason he says that is because something that i like to do is i like to compliment people a lot i will see someone randomly and i'll be like oh i like your shoes or i like your shirt or i like this and it's genuinely because i really do like it and i just want to let them know like hey
1: i've done the opposite where genuinely i'm like i really like that shirt i'm not gonna tell him. it's weird <laughs> <laughs> think about it, it's like a boost of confidence oh yeah 100 like, because I've gotten it before and I'm like yeah thanks like yeah exactly. when I was when I was leaving the rock climbing gym I had my like spider-man symbiote shirt and oh, some guy yeah. was just like dude like I was like yeah like, <laughs> it's
0: because when you have something like that like for example um I'll see someone with a really cool pin one I like collecting pins but two I saw her have like an EDC pin you can connect to something that.
1: Oh, yeah, like that. absolutely.
0: I'll just tell them, like, oh, my God, I love your pin. Did you go? Or are you planning on doing something? And then
1: you kind of... Rave-related things, I feel like I'm a little more easily, like, I'll easily compliment to, because mm-hmm. I feel like we have that camaraderie with, yeah. like, okay, we're ravers, at heart, plur, yeah. you know? So, yeah. like, if I see EDM stickers on a Hydro Flask, that's yeah. an easy way to just be like, yo... This, <laughs> yeah. like, escape place. are you going yeah. to this one or are you going next to yeah. yeah
0: i think that's the beauty of also raving um i'm not going to talk too much on that topic because that will be an upcoming episode if it wasn't for raving though i wouldn't have been able to find the people that i would consider now my friends and speaking on the fear that you felt when it comes to rejection or feel when it comes to rejection with friends i understand that I mean, I know it seems like I'm very open to talking to people, but having those connections and creating them, I have fear of being rejected as well. Mm. And I feel like now I'm starting to learn that you can feel the connection with the person. And if you don't, it's okay. But at the same time, you don't have to force it. Mm -hmm. And... I mean, I think that's something that you and I both just have to work on—is like trying to make new friends. Because, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love y'all, but sometimes I want to have friends that have other interests that I can do things with yeah, as well.
1: Hundred yeah. percent. I need writing friends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I need someone I can really talk to about like that. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah, I get what you mean.
0: Yeah, like I need friends that are into the whole like. Going to yoga, retreats, and shit like
1: that. No, one of the things that I feel like I handicapped myself on this subject is I don't like social media. Yeah. And I feel like that's the only way nowadays for really, like, if I wanted to, I'm sure there's like 500 communities I can find for like creative writing communities yeah. where people can talk. And I'm like, ah, I'm not about that though. Like, okay. I'm more of a. Yeah. If I meet a person at work or in person who's like into it, that would be the moment where I'm like, oh my god, you're into writing too? Like, cool, we can piggyback in, off that.
0: You're more into like the
1: old school way of meeting Physical, friends yeah
0: like, <laughs> like person connection yeah i get that i mean i've been like that especially when it comes to like dating shit like that because like yeah. i'm not i'm not into tinder that's I why i stayed it. i've never
1: made one that's why i've stayed away from I, all of it i
0: tried i didn't like it i really didn't i did it for a day and i was like nah bro like this isn't for me like, yeah
1: i i don't think i've ever talked to a girl that i was. i didn't actually physically meet like yeah it's <laughs> different it's, yeah
0: i but when it comes to friends, though, I will tell you this. I've met some really cool people online that have introduced me to different things. Like, the person that literally has been helping me right now, yes, she's my coach, but I consider them more than just coaches. They're, mm. like, they're like acquaintances. They're, I feel like they're, like, a little community of friends that I've, like, been blessed with in a way.
1: Now, I would say, for me, another way I could maybe do that is, like, I like gaming, so when I'm playing online games, meeting, making friends online is actually easy. Yeah. But that difference is we do speak to each other. And I think that's why. Mm-hmm. Like, typically, it's, like, in-game. You're sitting there, like, fighting with each other. Sometimes you're on a team or something, and then yeah. you're like, hey, like, I like this dude. You are cool. Like yeah. We had fun. And then you end up adding each other, yeah. and you end up playing, and then, yeah, you become friends. So from there, I could probably work on that. But I, I don't know. For me, it's, like, online is just kind of weird. <laughs> I mean, just to
0: kind of, like simplify what we were just talking about when it comes to friends put yourself out there y'all like yeah just kind of break through that fear i mean if you gotta fake it fake it till you make it you know
1: break the like, eyes give a compliment here and there yeah
0: <laughs> you know put yourself in those uncomfortable situations and you never know you'll find some people that you have something in common with i mean i think that's also the beauty of going to the gym or a class because you know that that person has the same interest as you Mm and they like what they're doing so it's like hey you know just try and talk to them i don't know (laughs) um all right so next one is damn speaking of friends though these transitions yeah
1: (laughs) i don't know how i came up with this
0: um friends come and go but be aware of who you are around because you become your friends. Huh.
1: I feel like that is a true statement as long as you're really close to those people. Yeah. You become like, yeah, like a group, like a little family somewhat. So there are like certain aspects of your friends that kind of leach into you. Yeah. Yeah. Certain habits, perhaps. The
0: reason why I wrote you become your friends is because in college... I had a counselor that told me you have different friends for different reasons. You have your party friends, you have your study friends, Mm -hmm. you have your like whatever other friends and I kept hanging out with the party stoner friends Mm -hmm. and because I was always with them, I started becoming more like them. I was not focusing on the things that I needed to focus on and I was prioritizing things that really shouldn't have been prioritized so that's also why that's basically why I put you become your
1: friends I I feel like that comes from like just the human experience where like you tend to want a a group a camaraderie something to feel a part of so when you have friends that are doing shit you're gonna become a part of that like I've had friends who like go around doing dumb shit when you're running around at night you know just being fucking knuckleheads out there and I'm a part of it you yeah, know what I mean? Like, ah, like, oh, we're doing, doing, doing crazy yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah, we're causing not, like, you know, bad shit. But it's like, yeah. Yeah. You definitely need to, to find different kind of friends. Because it's fun to have fun friends around, but yeah. that can't that can't just be all of that. It is, you exactly. know. You need friends who are, like we have, we have friends who are starting families now. Yeah. People who are, like, you know, getting having married. yeah having kids, getting married. And it's, like, good to have friends like that who can help you balance out the fact that you also have friends who are just, like, getting wasted every other weekend. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, there's... it has got to be a balance between... Because you got to find what you want to do with your life. I mean, some people don't want kids, and that's perfectly fine. And I think
0: that's also when it comes to, like, trying to learn how to set boundaries for yourself. Like, okay, you're around all these people, but what are the boundaries that I need to create Mm -hmm. so I can still become the person that I am meant to be? Yeah,
1: piggybacking, piggybacking on that, I... Definitely slowed down on my like partying when it comes to substance use. Like I was obviously very big on. Really, it was like the peer pressure of any kind of substance. It was like ah, everyone else is doing it. Why not? Like oh they're doing this, I'll do that. They're doing this drug, I'll do that drug too. It's not a big deal. Uh But now that I've like come to, and again, I think this has to do with like the whole quarter life lessons thing because it hit me again, especially at twenty six. I was like, I don't want to do that stuff anymore. Yeah. it's not really who I am. I love my creative side. I love my uh, active side. I love my like outdoorsy side, and all that stuff gets trained when I'm like using, partaking. yeah, partaking in the substances and stuff like that. Like a drink here and there doesn't bother me, yeah. but Moderation. yeah, but drinking the way I did sometimes, like when I, one of my other previous ex-girlfriends used to drink way too heavy, mm. that would get me to drink a lot. Exactly. That was really bad. Because like,
0: you're becoming the people that you're. Exactly,
1: around. and that's one of the things I can like be grateful for now I'm like yeah I don't drink like I'm not a drinker it's not yeah. a big thing I have a, I like wine once in a while yeah. like once a week maybe I mean, yeah, that, <laughs> yeah
0: it's just learning the moderation of it now. exactly I get that I'm mean, honestly saying for me when it came to like substances and partaking in those things yes I was the peer pressure but also the curiosity oh, yeah. because everyone else around me was doing it so I was like oh what? what is this?
1: See the problem when it comes to curiosity and I, I felt like I was fortunate enough to have family family members who were uh, you know drug users some of them addicts some of them still are that helped me get exposed to a lot of those drugs so i knew what i wanted to do when i did want to try some and i knew what not to but i understand it's literally curiosity at some points because you're like dude you know some people really make it seem like some of this stuff's really enjoyable it's a good time so you're like huh and when you grow up in an environment where people are just constantly telling you stay away from drugs they're bad but you also see people who are like dude having the time of their lives on drugs you can't really make out the difference you're like you're just lying to me about not doing drugs and this person's having a great time but you got to understand that there is actually a balance in between because those people having a good time usually end up fucking drug addicts and having the worst time of their lives and you got to eventually see that like you have to be exposed to that to know that there is a horrible downward path with drug use and then on the other side yeah sure you can be straight edge and have fun but you don't have to be. You can actually, like, what I've done, when it comes to substance use, Uh even on my own experience with it, it's not something that I want to do anymore, but having done it is what helped me come to that conclusion. You need, like, some kind of knowledge and It's the the fact that we don't have enough people telling you why you shouldn't do these drugs and stuff like that. It's just, oh, they're bad. Like, the dare thing back in the
0: day? Yeah, exactly.
1: And I was a dare kid. I was a kid that was like, I'll never do drugs. Mm -hmm. Now, 26 years old having experienced life I'm actually actively saying like no I don't want to partake anymore and it's a it's a personal choice it's yeah. not a brainwashing choice it's yeah. not indoctrination like no it's I've experienced life and this is where I've come to my conclusion yeah. and I feel like someone like that could help a person who let's say is curious about drugs doesn't want to do them but is like wanting to know that's where it's like it's helpful to have information yeah
0: definitely I think I no, I could definitely relate to that because now when we go out and stuff I noticed that I was drinking way more than I should have to the point that the next day I would feel like shit and I hate the hangover and I don't like the feeling of it and I was thinking to myself like why am I doing this and now I've only had like a drink um when I went out on vacation with my mom and then on my birthday when we were all celebrating Mm. Mm Mhm. But that day really solidified it for me. I don't even think I've told you. No, I don't think I've told Not you. Not for your birthday? Yeah. Um, I was feeling really depressed. Like, I hated the feeling of being drunk. I just didn't like it anymore. I kept thinking to myself, like, why am I doing this? Like, okay, I have a drink to enjoy the drink with my friends because I know that you and Karen like to make drinks and I love... Partaking in that aspect but I was overdoing it mm-hmm. and now I'm actually in a group it's not like an AA or anything <laughs> but it's like a challenge like we're challenging ourselves to not drink oh, okay, that's for cool. the month just to like see how we feel like a dry January yeah exactly yeah. it's like a dry July uh, challenge okay and it's been really interesting because now I've been noticing how I am in those social situations. Like, why did I drink so much? Why did I partake in other things so much? And now when we go to, like, rays or clouds or whatever, I don't want, I don't wanna take those things anymore. I feel like I've experienced it. I've had good times and really bad Mm -hmm. times and some close calls that, like, if anyone's partaking in anything, please go to End Overdose and get some knowledge because, you know right now with the fentanyl crisis and everything that's going on yeah it it scares me more to do those things
1: Uh, back to what i was saying with like i have family members that terrifies me too The knowing that there's so many like fentanyl drugs like laced out there now like it's terrible and that's another reason why i'm also like i'm really good on just being drug-free low-key because yeah. I'm like that's ah, much safer nowadays it's like I don't want to deal with that even, I mean it's always been safer that way but uh, 100 you know, like, <laughs> 100 always being drug-free is the safest you could ever be yeah. but it's getting even more dangerous now yeah. but now it's, it's even safer to be drug-free than ever before <laughs> yeah. it's like it,
0: but it also made me think to myself why am I doing those things you know mm. and I feel like that's something that I'm glad we both have come to learn I mean We had to go through those experiences to come to this conclusion that we just don't want to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's just part of life that you go through those things and sometimes you do, sometimes you don't do those things. But eventually you end up with a conclusion. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Speaking of like friends coming and going, because that's also part of the prompt right there. I basically put that because I've obviously, I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. I've had so many people come and go and I've always taken that to heart. And that's also basically, like, the reason why I don't like making new friendships or why I'm too scared, because I think to myself, oh, they're just going to leave me anyways.
1: I would say that, in a sense, I kind of can understand that, but that's really where we differ when it comes to friendships, because back when I was saying how I had so many friends, being the most popular guy, but always seeing these cliques and groups of, like, close-knit people, and having never had that, I never had the personal stake of losing a friend. It never felt like that. It was always more like I didn't even have a to begin with. Yeah. So I have always been okay with knowing so many people, and because I'm like this, I knew everyone at my school, and mm-hmm. I mean literally everyone. Like there was people who didn't who I didn't know who mm-hmm. would come up to me like, "Oh hey, you're Freddie, right?" And I'm just yeah. like, uh, "Yeah, I don't know your name, kid. Sorry. <laughs> like I feel bad, <laughs> yeah. but that's how it was." That being said, I guess like I. It made it more natural for me to like kind of not lose friends because I never took it personally. So like on that in that sense, if I talk to mm-hmm. a friend right now from ten years ago, fifteen years ago, I won't have a sense of like, oh, sadness. It's more like, Hey man, how you doing? Yeah. Like, how's it been? I guess So yeah. Yeah, I
0: that's where you and I definitely differ because I've I was more alone because I was the weird emo kid, basically. Like I was It was weird. popular in middle school. I was not <laughs> I was bullied. I was not popular. <laughs> um, fuck that shit. Uh, anyways. But yeah, like, I and the one or two friends that I did have, they eventually just left. Like, they would go with their own cliques or mm-hmm. with their own friends or something would just happen. And losing the only person that I had in the t- time and place that I was in it kind of like hurt a lot but it kind of those lessons of like losing people here and there it gave me the perspective of one I was probably not giving them the best version of myself so that probably affected what happened and two they didn't deserve me either and that's okay sometimes and sometimes nothing even happened and you just drift apart Mm -hmm. and I think that's like part of life is nothing has to happen like there's no friendship breakup or anything like that it's just you know you drift apart with people sometimes and that's just part of it
1: oh yeah definitely i mean i had a friend in middle school who i was like best friends with for like three years and come high school we pretty much just drifted apart and i was gonna say it had nothing to do with us like finding different friend groups or you know it it literally just had to do with like space i feel like sometimes you just like you have different classes you you know different things and then next you know yeah you just kind of gravitate towards other people yeah i remember i think i started kicking with like a different friend after that he did too but like we never not like we never had a falling out it was never like uh because like i think even recently the new resident evil game had come out resident Evil Four, and Mm -hmm. he had messaged me just randomly because that was like our close thing that was like our thing we bonded over resident evil that's like that was our close thing so it was cool because yeah like I want to say that was a friendship from sixth grade when I first went to, like, middle school. So mm-hmm. when I was, like, 11 or 10 years old, it was when I was, like, friends with that guy. And mm-hmm. even now, 16 years later, he, like, randomly messaged me just like, yo, Resident Evil, are you going to get it? And yeah. I'm like, yeah, dude, that's crazy. So, Aww. But we really don't talk, like, yeah. at all. It's like once a year we might hit each other up, maybe. <laughs> like. I think that's even good, though, because it's not like
0: you, like, that's just kind of also what adult friendships oh, yeah, are. Oh, yeah, Definitely. Next thing that I have put down is when you look for community, there's always a place. Growing in community is powerful.
1: Finding your friendships and, like, you know, obviously meeting new people is always going to be a good thing. But definitely having a community, a sense of, like, okay, this is where I belong. Like, these are my people. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: honestly, the reason why I put that is because growing together, it's crazy because we see the growth. And then I get to come back and look at how much things have changed you know Mm -hmm. what i mean there's always time for everything how
1: do you feel Mm -hmm. about that i i always have agreed with that statement in the in in the sense that like as long as you don't die you have time for everything but i still i've always been a firm believer in also living life to its fullest in a sense like obviously you don't want to put pleasure over everything yeah but i'm a firm believer in definitely making life enjoyable and fun for yourself too because i've seen too many stories of people who have just been so focused on creating the best future for themselves and just going to school stressing themselves out and then they get hit by a car or they, they didn't went really to live life yeah they do one fucking thing and it's like that's it you yeah. know what i mean it's like that's sad like yeah. it's a sad existence that and i'm not saying that like obviously you don't want to like you obviously want to prepare for life and you want to everything you can to make your future better but still find enjoyment in life you do have time for everything but we don't it's not guaranteed Mm -hmm. like you have time to do anything and everything that you've ever wanted so if you want to accomplish your goals we have time and there's not a reason to really rush that Mm -hmm. but definitely don't take life as like for granted like you don't have infinite time and there is a chance that god says tomorrow ain't gonna happen bro so like if you didn't enjoy today that sucks you know what i mean so that's why. Definitely try to find enjoyment every day.
0: Yeah. All right. So, only because we have to wrap up pretty soon, um, I wanted to give Freddie the chance to choose the next topic that we talk about. And I know for him, this kind of hits a little close to home. So, yeah. Um, the next thing that we have is prepare for the unexpected, especially in finances.
1: Yeah. Definitely, I would say, hitting 26, I've come to realize. We did not get raised, or at least I didn't enough hearing the word safety net, like having a cushion, having something financially to secure yourself. When
0: I got older, for my
1: parents. Same. I heard that as I got older and growing up, I felt like that would have been better to instill into me as a younger person. Because yeah. I never realized how necessary that was. Because as a young person, you're easily distracted by like events and fun things, and it's like okay. I'm saving up, let's say eight hundred dollars, or I have twelve hundred dollars. But then you see, like, oh my god, everybody wants to go to this new event, and we're like going to try out this cool thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know what? It's only six hundred. It's only eight hundred. I, it. I, like I can afford it. I can three hundred,
2: four hundred. I can afford it. I can afford
1: this. You know. So you go on all these trips and adventures, and don't get me wrong; those things are amazing. But if you're doing that without having any kind of a safety net, you have to understand that there are always things that life can throw at you—curveballs that you don't expect. For me, my tooth recently had a oral surgery, and since I don't have dental insurance, that was an unexpected expense that I just wasn't prepared for, and mm-hmm. it sucks, and that's where I'm realizing, like, more and more now, you need a safety net for anything. I mean, it could be an injury, it could be an unexpected, like, death in a family, it could be anything.
0: Yeah, for, I can honestly understand that, because for me, when it comes to, like, finances and things like that, I learned that it's part of our primary food and primary food is like basically the things that we have like family, friends, relationships, um, career, health, all that kind of stuff. And finances is one of those things that I stress out so much with my finances because I'm living paycheck to paycheck. I'm figuring out where am I going to get the money to pay for this. Mm -hmm. But I also have a spending issue that I haven't really been able to like keep in track so much, but I'm trying to find ways, and fortunately I have, you know, the people in my life that have helped me, but I want to become more independent, and I feel like being in track with my finances and, you know, having a safety net, creating one, building a budget, things like that is what's going to help me to become more independent in that sense, and mm. to have less stress about finances, because... When you have stress in general, it really affects your body and your mind. And that's something that I I want to try to not have so much of.
1: One thing I can say I learned recently that I'm still implementing. I'm not, I haven't perfected, obviously. But when it comes to having that stress too, don't let that shit hit you at night. Do not let it hit you at night. Like, no matter what, I swear, if it's like, if the sun is not out, don't even think about it it doesn't matter if it's 6 p.m or 7 p.m like it could be 12 a.m 1 a.m don't think about it because you're not going to do anything about it that's one of the things I'm constantly finding myself like currently I'm dealing with stress at work Mm -hmm. with trying to like um, fix the whole issue with my oral surgery because I had that thing that still hasn't gotten taken care of I get stressed out about that pretty often and I find that it always hits me at night and lately I've been able to really tell myself like Dude, I'm not going to be able to do anything about it right now, so just don't even think about it. It's it's hard to do, but definitely just let yourself kind of say, like, okay, whatever, tomorrow. It's definitely tomorrow's job. Yeah. And stress about it tomorrow if you have to. Wake up the next day and be like, all right, it's time to get to work. Let's do this. Take care of this issue. But don't think about it during the night because you're not going to be able to do anything anyways. <laughs> Jose tells
0: me that too.
1: That's the, that's the main way I see it as, like, because you can't make those thoughts just disappear but you can tell yourself i can't do anything about it i can't not right now now. like yes you can and you should do something about those whatever it is Mm -hmm. like but you can't do it in that moment at night what you can do is go to sleep (laughs) take care of your body rest so that the next day you can take care of whatever you need to take care of
0: definitely oh all right so um i think that's all we had we had a lot of things to talk about things that we didn't even have planned to talk about um i just want to say thank you to everyone that is here listening and i hope you took something positive and learned something from this because the intention of this is for us to learn grow and feel less alone throughout our journey in life and i want to thank freddie for coming on to this podcast and this episode
1: thank you for having me it was a pleasure
0: and with that being said thank you all and remember to keep elevating your mind body and soul sending you all so much love positive energy and good vibes bye